Welcome back to the Final Shot Podcast today. The podcast is brought to you by Onnit. If you're not on it, get on it at onnit.com forward slash TFS podcast and save 10%. They got a whole bunch of stuff on their earth grown nutrients, alpha brain, shroom tech sport. They got B vitamins, creatine, no steroids for you juice monkeys out there. They don't have any of that. But if you want elk bars, maces, battle ropes, anything like that, go to onnit.com and make sure you type in TFS podcast and you'll save some money on your purchase we're also brought to you by usg canada they make some of the nicest gear that i've ever used in the sport of boxing they also make mma stuff uh custom walkout gear anything you want when it comes to uh, combat sports hit up howie uh it's howie at usgcanada.com or you can go to his new fantastic website it's usgfightgear.net and use the promo code the final shot and you'll save 20 percent on your purchase also when it comes to my next sponsor you go to usgfightgear.net and you can make a purchase for sovereign extracts whether you like uh to get high or if you want to use thc or cbd for medicinal purposes sovereign extracts your go-to place they've got the tinnature uh vaporizer tips uh they're going to be coming out with topical creams um they have shatter i don't use that it's too much for me I get I get paranoid if I get high, guys, so I'll be checking out the fucking blinds and seeing if people are trying to break into my house and shit. So I don't I don't get down with the THC, but I do use the CBD a lot. So go to usgfightgear.net, use the promo code THEFINALSHOT, and you'll save some money on your purchase. You guys can see this lovely man muff I have on the front of my face. My guest today, if you're on YouTube, he has one too, so I'm going to send him some of this stuff free of charge. Guys, it's TKO Beards. They make the best beard cream. Uh, this is a uh, a conditioner. It's a dry conditioner you put in your beard. It's very nice. I like it a lot. You just stick that in there and away you go. But they also have beard oil, which I'm going to send my guest today. I think I'm going to send him the TKO. I think if he has a girlfriend, she will love the scent of this, and he won't be able to get her off, off his face. <laughs> I'm going to send it that. So go to TKOBeards.com, use the promo code, the final shot, and you'll save some money on your purchase. And last but not least, guys, the Clinch Fight Shop. They're the best fight shop in Edmonton, Alberta. It's the Clinch Fight Shop. Hit up my boy, Sunil. Go to theclinchfightshop.com. Make a purchase and use the promo code. Ugh, started on my words. Use the promo code, the bad guy. And you're going to save 10% off your purchase. And if you make a purchase over $125, it's free shipping. So not only will you get free shipping, save all that cash, you're going to save some money on your purchase with the promo code, the bad guy. So go to the clinchfightshop.com and make a purchase. All right. I got a weird request today and I'm going to get through it, but uh, I got hit up for a cameo for a gentleman's birthday. And uh, it's actually a guy that I work with, which makes it even funnier, but his friend, um, his friend recently told me that he came out of the closet and uh, he's looking for a fun time on his birthday, which is today. So if there's any guys out there looking to fuck, hit up Josh Keller. It's Josh Keller seven on Instagram and uh, and wish him a happy birthday in your own way. Guys, uh, happy birthday, Josh. Uh, all kidding aside, hope you, hopefully you have a great day. It's your 21st birthday, so don't get in too much shit. But if you're out there and you're looking for a dude, hit up Josh. Uh, guys, my guest today is undefeated professional boxer. I, I threw out, I had a guest lined up for today. 
and unfortunately they had to cancel and i put out the bat signal and uh, a mutual friend of ours hit, hit me up and said hey this guy would love to come on the show and talk to you guys undefeated professional boxer signed to lee baxter promotions patrice volney how's it going man doing really good thank you for the invitation uh really happy to be on your show today i should have had you on here a really long time ago because i'm actually a fan <laughs> Probably you should, but it's okay. I, I'm there today. <laughs> so how's it going over there? You're you're in Ontario, right? Uh, I'm in Quebec, actually. I live in Quebec. I fight in Ontario. Okay. So I live in the Montreal, Quebec City. So, uh, But I do fight in uh, Toronto with the lead boxer. So uh, doing really good here. Doing really good. You guys are having a heck of a time over there right now with the nonsense that's going on with the world. COVID was running rampant over there. So how has training been going for you? Been able to get it in? I was able. It was pretty hard because you know we got we got a curfew. I know on Ontario you don't have a curfew. We have we used to have the curfew at eight, so all gym was closed. So at the beginning I was training at home, so it was um, I was okay because the gym gave me all the equipment that I need to be able to train. And uh, with uh, the changing of the rule that uh, professional athletes, elite athletes are able to go to the gym, we are good. So to just avoid a lot of problem, I moved to uh, for my training camp at uh, Ottawa okay. to be able to train at the gym. So the gym was closed, everything, but I was training with my coach. It was only really hard to find a um, sparring partner. Sparring partner, that was... Um, pretty tough to find so you have a couple of guys you able or one guy you're able to have and uh it has to stick stick to the rule yeah actually the, the rule they for the covid and everything but um it was tough at a certain point but uh you know i've been training for a long time we find a lot of um bass off during the road but it's okay You've had a, a fair number of fights. I don't know what your amateur background is too much, but you're 16 and 0 right now, undefeated. Yeah, amazing. So, thank you, thank you. As an amateur, I had probably like a 70 fight. Okay. 70 amateur fight. I went to. I never, you know, I never win no Canadian. I've never been on the team. I never did those big tournament. But uh, I was actually always on the final, always fighting, but. Amateur boxing, there's a lot of politics sometimes, and um, we got life because I choose at my school to do at the same time. It's pretty hard to deal with school and uh, all those uh, one-week training camp that happened with the, with the team and everything. So it was I was uh, not a bad amateur, and uh, as a pro, I can't. Uh, I feel way better as a pro. Amateur boxing is weird because it's still boxing, but it's not the same sport. It's very different where you're you're fighting at a, at a sprint pace and there is a lot of politics involved for your first five fights. You're wearing headgear. Like if you go to a boxing, an amateur boxing tournament and the, the commission and the judges there don't like you, you're screwed. You are <laughs> at the beginning because, you know, at that, that uh, like a uh, pro style fight since I start, you know, you start, you, you start and they're building around what you have already at the beginning if you're a natural uh, slugger and everything. So I had the tendency to keep my hands down. And uh, they, that's not the way they teach you to box yeah. for the like for the team or this. You have to keep your hands up and everything, both hands. And uh, when I started, it was point. So when you punch, they're counting point. 
there was not I know today it's like optional size, so you win the round, but before it was point, and it was a pretty hard to win against what a judge decided was good or not as a punch. Well, the judging criteria in amateur boxing is very different than what it is in professional boxing. That's why I say it's a different sport. The premise is the same. You walk over, you punch the guy in the face, and, and you try not to get hit. But when it comes down to rule set and the way things go, it's very, very different. Um, there, a lot of the old school guys base, bo base professional boxing off what guys can do in the amateurs. Where I think amateurs are good for kids. But when you become a grown adult, let's say 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, it, I don't think it's going to help you too much in professional boxing. It doesn't. I think uh, there's a few pro boxers, a few amateur boxers, when they started, they were like uh, in the Olympic, they were big name. When they turned out as a pro, um, they were not able to follow with the style because amateurs mm -hmm. boxing there's a style for it. Like you say, it's not the same sport because pro boxing is a different style. You don't need to rush to score point because you still have a couple rounds to do. So there's a lot of them. You need to be to be able to do that 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 uh, transition pretty early on your career. Yeah. Even uh, a pro boxer, uh, no, actually an amateur boxer from the junior moving to senior, that's a huge step for him. I think it's the same kind of step for like amateur to pro. Yeah. Well, you take guys like uh, uh, fellow Canadian Ryan Rizicki had 21 amateur fights. He went 10 and 11. Now, technically, when you look at that record, he should have no business in professional boxing. But he's a pro now. He's a WBC international champion, and he's undefeated. So yep. you can't judge professional boxing off amateur boxing anymore. It's just not the same. I don't know if uh, back in the days, like, I, it might be working back in the days, but today we have so many styles, so many different people, so many different physique, yeah. and uh, with the technology, like the training and everything, you can make anybody in a kind of way be a bigger boxer, better boxer by not only boxing, but everything around it. So, you know, it's, it's like that. <laughs> um, I'll finish that. <laughs> <laughs> so in Quebec, where are you training? What gym do you train out of? Uh, in Quebec, I train at uh, the Club de Boxe de Les, okay. And I train at uh, the G1 Boxing Club, too. So I have uh, two gyms. My main gym is uh, Club de Boxe de Les. That's where I go train uh, most of the time by myself. And uh, when I train with uh, my second coach, it's at the G1 Boxing. So every week we meet for sure, probably three times a week. And when I have camp, I go to Ottawa with uh, Eric Belanger. Okay. And uh, both coach actually meet up and uh, they follow the rule and uh, they plan everything together. Nice. And I've also seen pictures uh, of you and Shaquille Finn. Yeah. <laughs> my man Shaq. Shaq. my man. <laughs> I like him. He's a cool guy. He's been on the show before. Uh, do, you, do you use him as a sparring partner? Yeah, we, we did sport. Uh, we did sport a lot. We sport a lot. Not recently. We did sport for the that fight and a few fights before. But uh, I did help Shaquille a lot. And uh, he did help me a lot. 
we've been to training camp together in um in the Toronto for Steve Rose, we've been together. We've been training in, uh, for this fight and for his last fight, I was there with him too. So, yeah, I know him a lot. Tough guy, a tough guy, strong guy. And uh, can't wait to see him back uh, he's back in the ring. Is he going to get back in the ring? Only life can tell, I think so. <laughs> At this point, only life can tell with uh, all that COVID. And uh, it's pretty hard to have a fight, you know. It's a lot, a lot of stress, kind of stress, because um, you have to be to follow the rule, and uh, even if you follow the rule, you got to make sure you pass the COVID test, and you got to make sure the opponent pass the COVID test. So yeah, you, you guys got a lot of hurdles to jump through to even get into the ring right now. Even go yeah. even to go to the gym, you you got to follow guidelines and don't touch each other and don't come within six feet of me. Wear this damn mask. Do this. Do, I think it's all crap. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I find. I'm not. I don't agree with um, all this. But um, if it's the only way to make sure that I fight, I, I do it. I do it. I just want to jump in the ring, and uh, I don't know if we're gonna be able to have like four fights in a year like we used to. Uh, I don't know that. Probably one will be like you have a fight. You lucky. That's true. Uh, you were supposed to fight in a title eliminator, correct? Yeah, exactly. And who was that opponent? That opponent, his name is Patrick Wunziski. I don't want to mess up his name, but I think it's Patrick Wunziski from Germany. It's ranked number four in uh, the IBF, if I don't get it wrong. It's number four. Uh, Formal Olympian. He went to the Olympic and everything. Uh, he has a really good background. He has like that European style. So, but I think it's a good matchup with me, and um, you know I got nothing to lose, nothing to lose. I'm not really afraid. I'm not really scared. Just go there and fight and do what we're supposed to do. Oh, uh, this fight was supposed to happen a couple times, right? Yeah, was supposed to happen in November. We got yeah. postponed twice. So, is this fight gonna happen? Still gonna happen. Okay. Should happen. Supposed to happen. We had that fight with uh, James. Jenks, um, Jenks Trotter, because you know they got postponed. Yeah, Jenks Trotters, we got yeah. the fight got postponed with uh, the German guy for so long that um, you don't really know when it's gonna be the next fight. So we just uh, we wait at the first, at first, and uh, after after a while, uh, the team and meet and they said we're just gonna put a fight between because uh, we've been uh, like in camp for life, we've been training camp for life. And uh, we need to fight. So we just had that fight, and it was pretty good because I didn't fight. My last fight was um, a year and a half ago. So that's pretty good to be able to jump in the ring now before a big fight because you don't want to lose because you roasted, you know, because you didn't fight. So I was uh, privileged one time to watch one of your fights live, and that was against uh, Albert. I don't want to screw his last name up. but On the Lu- on a Lunos day. That's it. On the Lunos, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You beat the brakes off that guy. It wasn't even close. I was I was on fire that day. I was, you know, people don't really know, but I had my right hand uh, broke. I okay. had the right hand broke for like, um, wow, probably my last six fights. Last six fight, my hand was broken. But, uh, you know, when they put uh, two belts on the line, you don't really care. It's just 
if my hands broke, it's gonna broke again. I don't really care. I'm just going home with the belt. And uh, you don't want to lose. Plus, your hand is broke. That's bad. So it was a really good fight. And it was my first. I think it, yeah, it was actually my first ten round. Yeah, ten round. And Albert was a tough one because he refused to go. I don't. I'm not sure that anybody knocked him out. He might lose his last fight by K TKO, yeah. but he never went down. I'm going to tell you right now what what he's got. Albert has he got KO'd by a gentleman named Ortiz. That was in 2019. After you, I think he was a TKO or KO. TKO. Oh no, Ortiz. TKO, okay. Ortiz was a knockout. That was uh, January 19th, 2019. Oh, so there's finally there's somebody knocking him out. Actually, <laughs> yeah, somebody's knocked him out. All right. Uh, and then we're and after this, I think he fought the, the Ukrainian guy, the Selfpa. Uh, so right after you fought him to a unanimous decision, which wasn't close. Then he fight he fought Ortiz. Uh, oh, sorry, he won by a knockout. My bad. Uh, he won. Okay. Yeah, and then he fought another person that I can't pronounce their name in 2019 <laughs> and he lost by ko so his last fight he lost by yeah, knockout. that yeah. one that fight i remember it didn't go down no he, he was <laughs> he, he never been stopped like that so he's a tough one <laughs> yeah he's a tough dude man he's got a real big target for a head too like his head's huge <laughs> same with shaquille was, uh... shaquille's head's huge <laughs> he was he was <laughs> But yeah, you've got you've had a, a bunch of fantastic fights. I got to sit down last night and just kind of go through the YouTube. Which one of your fights do you think you've performed the best in? Uh, probably like even that I fought Jake Trotters. I think uh, that one was one of my best fights because of like you know it's pretty hard sometimes to follow the rule yeah. that your coach telling you. I think. Uh, I listened way better than I used to, stronger, and I was actually bigger than uh, my past fights. Bigger, bigger, and uh, healthy. No injury, um, no weird way to cut weight, because it's pretty hard for me because I don't really cut weight. Okay. People normally like dehydrate and uh, they lose a lot, but I don't, so it's pretty hard to like manage everything. But uh, I think this one was. Uh, one of the best one are Albert Onoluze. Onoluze. That, that was one of the best ones. That one was a fun fight to watch because that kid took a whooping and he just kept, he, he, <laughs> he did. Go down. He came back and I did try. I try and I try and I try. And uh, he refused to stop. He refused to give up. Uh, so I think for, the, for all the action and everything, that was one of the best ones. Yeah. Uh, middleweight, what is that? That's not 168, is it? Is that super middleweight? 160. Yeah. 160 is uh, is middleweight. There's a lot of guys at 160. There's a lot. There's a lot of movement in 160. There's yeah. a lot of, uh, like, I think, like, you know, the air of um, Canelo moving up to 168 and uh, the Trello moving to 168. You got Chris Eubank moving to 168. And I think it's pretty hard to go down once you move up. It's pretty hard. There's only Golovkin, Triple G, still at 160. But if he really want that fight with uh, Canelo, he might have to move at 168. I don't think Canelo want to go down no more. 
Nah, he's so, too big. Too big now. Ex- yeah, exactly. And it's dramatic because he was 175. Yeah. He fought at 175 and uh, he, he did almost all the weight. So I'm not sure he will be able to go back to 160. Uh, there's a there's an American that comes over to Quebec to train. His name's Dario Berdisian. Have has he ever piqued your interest for a fight? No, never, never. Actually, never. We did, we we did talk like uh, not boxing, yeah. Like as a friend, because he used to fight in the same court as me, yeah. But um, no, we never talked about a fight. We never talk about a fight. I think he's a he's a one sixty eight, so super middleweight, yeah. Um, is in Florida? He lives in yeah. Florida, I think so, and he's still there today. So, but with the COVID, I don't know what happened. I'm not sure if he's able to travel to Quebec or I don't know at all. He's a he's a good buddy of mine, actually. So I bring him up. He is yeah, I I like Dario a lot. I was actually trying to pick a fight for him with uh, Matt, um, what's his name? Damn it, he's an eye of the tiger guy. Fuck, I can't remember his name now. Middleweight? Oh, I think I know. Um, Mathieu? Yeah. No, no. Yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Lex and Mathieu. Lex and Mathieu, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I saw the post. I saw the post. <laughs> yeah. I'd li- I'd like I, saw, to, I saw the post. I'd like to see that fight happen. I think it'd be a good fight. Also, uh, Ryan, the real deal forward would be a good fight for, for Lex. And I yes. know that but fight was I think offered. they trained together. They did train together. I think they've sparred together, and I think Ryan beat the crap out of him. So, <laughs> I know the fight with Ryan. the The fight with Ryan Ford was offered. Um, Ryan Ford accepted on his end, and then Lexon's people said no. Yeah. So, well, maybe hopefully we can get that fight to happen. Uh, I think Dario Bredesian could probably hit one sixty. That's why. That's why I bring him up to you. Okay. 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 I don't know if he's a, uh, but yeah, but uh, it's it's signed with Jim Promotion, right? I don't think he's signed period anymore. I think he's a free okay. agent now. Okay. Okay, he might be free. Okay. It'd be a fun matchup because he's a tricky little slick southpaw. Yes, he is. He, he, and he's a good boxer. He's got good cardio and he's tough. But tough, he, a tall guy. I remember his last fight, if I'm not wrong, was with Shaquille. Yeah. He was actually, yeah, he was, uh, it was a war. He's a tough guy, really tough guy. It was a draw. I didn't agree with the decision. It was a draw. I thought uh, I like both of them, but I thought Shaquille won that fight oh, for me. Man. But uh, actually, want if I was wishing for a rematch, I was wishing for a second fight. I would have liked to see a second fight too. See, I like both guys, but I thought Dario won. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's a draw. Obviously. <laughs> Nobody could agree but you on know, one. But uh, first fight, the first fight, a draw, okay. Second fight, we need a second fight yeah. for a belt, the same belt, a belt, and uh, make it happen. That'd be a crazy fight. Well, both of them can throw, and they're both super tough. So if you think a knockout or a finish is going to happen, you got like a ten percent chance of that happening. Somebody's going to have to just land flush. A flash one. That that's it. That's for sure. And they're both really good. So yeah, let's get a second fight happening. Who? What promotion could put that on? I don't know. Dario's not signed. I don't know if Shaquille's signed anymore. But uh, I don't know. That's the problem. Not not at all. But uh, I'm I'm hundred percent sure that one promoter. I don't know 
who will be down to put that fight. Now, you're an interesting case to me for 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 a couple of reasons. You live in Quebec, and you have yeah. the Don King of Canadian boxing, Groupie Von Michel, and you have Camille Esteban with Eye of the Tiger Management over there. The, they're the two big ones in Quebec, and neither one of them signed you. <laughs> what the heck? True. <laughs> and, and then you signed I think, with... You know, um, I think um, at the beginning, you know, they were looking more for Olympian or Canadian boxer came from the Canadian team, elite. And um, I think that was more the protocol, like more back in the day, they're looking for like that story that was that people show before. So that was not my case because I was just like, the regular boxer, people know his name because I've been giving a lot of tough fights to everyone, but that was not, um, like you said, the store. Yeah. So, but I've been fighting on the show. I did my first fight uh, in uh, with uh, Group Gym, Yvon Michel. Okay. And uh, I did like six fights in a row, and uh, Lee sent me a contract before. So I went to see Lee. I talked to Lee, and uh, you know, we all looking for like a promoter as a boxer mm-hmm. you need a promoter so give me a contract if the contract makes sense i said you know why not i sign it and i felt happy because uh i did have it's a lot of it's less pressure when you have a promoter it's yeah. easier life is easier yeah you don't have to go online and pick fights with people you just your promoter finds you the fight you sign the contract you show up and do work exactly so it was just weird to me that we have two two big promotions in Quebec and you get signed to a promotion in Ontario. And not shitting on Lee Baxter by any means. He's a fantastic human being and he's got a good promotion. There's also three Lions promotion in Ontario. So it it was it was weird to me that a, a French Canadian is signed to an Ontario promotion. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought that was, I, I thought that was interesting. A lot of people find that weird at the beginning. They all find that weird. So <laughs> this fight that was canceled uh, a couple times already, that was a title eliminator for a title shot against Triple G, right? Exactly. That's a big night at the office. That's a big one. That's a huge step. But, uh, you know, uh, Golovkin is Golovkin. We know Golovkin. He punch, he box well, but if I can say a little something that we be seen slowing down for the past fight. He has a top fight with um uh what is his name? Forgot his name. Uh Danny Jacobs, actually. Yeah. Oh Dan- a top yeah, fight Daniel with Jacobs. Jacobs. Yeah. Uh actually a a tough fight uh with um Canelo, yeah, a tough fight with uh, Derviachenko, yeah, and uh, he's being you be, he's been showing uh, some more stuff that he used to. He's a tough guy, but yeah. you can see even uh, the fight with several several were landing punch, clean full combination, but you can see that uh, age catch you as a time. Age will catch you no matter what. 
it's amazing that he's still a world champion at 38 years old. Like I, I believe he won the first Canelo fight. I've watched it probably yes, 40, 40 times. I've watched it. He won that fight hands down. The second fight was still very close. I, I gave him the second fight. I thought he, at first Canelo was beating him up. Yeah. And after he was picking Moist punch, yeah. not throwing, trying to knock him out, just landing punch and a full little combination. Canelo was going for the one big punch like he used to and still doing. But I really thought that was a triple G fight with um, probably like one round. But I knew the fact that if they make him lose the first fight and giving a drop, yeah. there's no way he's going to win the second one. Well, I thought the first fight wasn't even close. I thought I thought Golovkin had it. And then the second fight, uh, I actually scored it a draw. Yep. But I thought that was the one that should have been a draw. I don't I think if there's one guy on the planet that has Canelo's number, it's probably Triple G. And I think that's why Canelo's avoiding that third fight. He's avoiding, wanna be get bigger, and I don't understand how he did get that dominance from that short period in between the first and the second fight, we able to improve. Yeah. But there's a that was a huge gap between the first fight and the second one. So but I really thought it was a triple G fight or a draw. I will agree with the draw, that's for sure for that one. But uh I don't feel interest on the on the third one. Well there's a couple things with age that you'll lose in combat sports, but one of them isn't power. Yeah. Uh, he could be 45 years old, and he's still going to be able to generate that Triple G power. We've seen it with Mike Tyson at 54 years yep. old. That guy's still got it. Power, power you born with it yep. and uh, never disappear. I think that instinct is still there. The way the, the muscle fiber will react are the same. So he will always be a powerful puncher. It will always, for sure, land because it's boxing. You will land some nasty punch in a fight, that's for sure. And now he's able to knock everybody out. Yeah. Manny Pacquiao is doing it, so I think it's, he will do it too. Well, I have a few fighters that will always be my favorites: Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson. Uh, I really liked Oscar De La Hoya back in the day. And Triple G is one of my favorites of all time. But if you get that fight against Triple G, I'll be cheering for you 100%. We'll be ready. We'll be ready. <laughs> I'm not calling nothing, but uh, I know that we will work hard, hard, hard. We're not trying to, you know, I'm the type of father, do or die. It passes or it breaks. No matter what, uh, we're going there. You go. You give everything you had. And uh, if you win, you win. The work was done. Work was well done, but uh, if you lose, actually, you have to lose. If you lose, you need to try. You need to try in a way. You have to try. So, so I talked to a lot of fighters on here. This is a combat sports podcast. Some of the guys that come on aren't fans of combat sports. Are you? Do you sit down and you watch boxing on a on a weekend? Hell yeah, I watch boxing every day, <laughs> every every day. I watch. Um, you know, I'm I'm a fan of. Old boxing, yeah. So I watch a lot of like um, Evander Holyfield, Mike McCallum, uh, Pernell Whitaker. I do watch like a couple of new fights too. Uh, a lot of I, I watch all those fights, all the fights. There's a few boxes I don't watch often because uh, sometimes the fight is not like 
interesting for me. Like I did watch yesterday Baturbiev fight too. Yeah. But uh, to be a boxer, I find that weird to not watch right? boxing. It's, it, it's very difficult because you got to be a student of the game. You have to because they always there's always new tricks. Yeah. And if you don't watch boxing. Watching, it's learning. So you need to be just, you know, enjoying the show, make you learn at the same time. So I always find that weird that when boxers say they don't watch boxing, I find, like, how can you love that sport if you don't watch it? Because I don't like to get punched. I'm not a fan of getting punched. Yeah, that's not fun. I'm a fan of the sport of boxing. Yeah. It's not fun at all. <laughs> so... Who is your favorite boxer to watch right now? Then who do you enjoy the most? If I say my favorite today, Terence Crawford. Even if he didn't fight for a period of time, Crawford. I really love his style, softball, orthodox, and uh, he's not afraid to try. He's not afraid to mix with you. He he got rocked a few times during his career. During fight, come back and actually win the fight easy. Yeah. And the fight week was amazing too. So I think today is the one of is my favorite one today. Yeah. I I have uh Terrence Crawford as my number one pound for pound fighter right now. You too. Yeah, I, I he's, really he's the best. He's the best. Um the For me, I don't know uh a lot of people have Canelo. Canelo right now is number one. I don't have Canelo as number one. Um, the a lot of people are talking that he's gone up to one seventy five and he beat Kovalev and all that. Kovalev is fifty five years old now in boxing years. He's he's up there. Yeah. So it, it was it was you know, it's tough. It's tough, but you know what's funny with uh, with that fight, uh, Canelo and. Uh... Alvarez is uh, Canelo actually with Kovalev is that um, Kovalev shows so much respect that I was so shocked taking selfie with him before the fight and uh, not even trying to punch you the crusher yeah you're not even trying to hurt Canelo Canelo has, don't care at all if you give him the chance to knock you out he will one hundred percent but you got uh, Can, uh, Canelo is bullying Kovalev and not Kovalev not even trying to win. I find that so weird. I was disappointed of this fight. I was shocked. I was shocked. Well, when you when you see a guy coming up in weight who's the smaller and uh, smaller stature, you would expect the the bigger champion to be able to push him around. It just didn't happen, and we've seen it in. Uh, in Canelo's last fight too, where he fought uh, what's his nuts, uh, Cal- Callum Smith. Smith. Yeah, Callum, much bigger athlete, longer, should have been able to use that jab to keep him away. Yep, and it just didn't happen. It did not all. I was like, if you're not able to slow it, slow him down, try power, something, because that's a instinct. That's a man. He's going. Something's happening. Boom! You're just trying to land a big punch. And uh, I don't see nobody. Nobody's really trying to hurt Canelo. Yeah. I don't know why. 
it might be that strong. It might be because it, it's pretty easy to look from the outside and say, yeah, they should have do that. Um, but uh, I think um, I don't know what's going, what's going on. He might be a monster. He's a monster, that's for sure. Yeah. But uh, I wish I see other boxers try to hurt him during uh, I mean, that fight. So if, let's say, PBC called me up and they said, hey, Canelo wants to come up to heavyweight and, and fight, but we can't put him against, like, an Anthony Joshua type. We need more of a cruiserweight heavyweight. So I'm six feet tall, 230 pounds. I'd say, okay, perfect. I'll fight him. Back the Brinks truck up to my house, and I'll fight him. But the first, <laughs> within the first four rounds, if he's beating the wheels off me, I'm punching him in the nuts. For sure, you I'm, know I'm uh, that's what they they used to do back in the days. They I'm, don't care. <laughs> I'm cheating, 100. I'm going to cheat. You're going to take a point for me, and that's fine. But you know what? Getting hit in the nuts sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it might slow him down just a little bit where I can land a big one. Yeah. Why not? Fuck it's a fight. It. It's a fight. Mike Tyson said it's a fight. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so I, I threw out the, the post earlier, and I asked for uh, fan questions for you. Yeah. Now, I had to get all the fan questions translated. Okay. I they were in French? Yeah, I don't speak French. <laughs> so I had Cynthia, uh, our mutual friend, go through them and yeah. uh, and translate them for me. So do you want to go through them now? We got a bunch. Yeah, let's go. Okay. So someone wants to know when he's going to fight Patrick. What's his name? I don't want to screw his last name up. Winsiski. Yeah, that guy. I, I, I might screw it too. I just don't know. Winsiski. Yeah. When are you going to fight so... him? The fight should happen around May. Okay. Uh, but we don't know 100% because, you know, the situation in Germany with the COVID is pretty hard. That The rule change, everything. And uh, we're talking about lockdown. And uh, it's a day-by-day thing now. So I can't say probably around May if we are lucky. So who is promoting this fight then? That fight should be and uh, will be promoted around with uh, Lee Baxter and Yvon Michel. Okay. So here, that I'm, I'm going to make them an offer right now so that we can get this fight going. I have a really big backyard. We could do an outdoor show. I could have, like, stadium brought in. We can get the fight right in my backyard. It's really big. We could probably pack five, five or 6,000 people in. So I'm down. Let's do I'm down. An outside fight. Yeah. I like that. I won't even charge you no money. Just show up and let's get the fight going so that Patrice can fight fucking Triple G. Yep, yep. So we make it happen, that's for sure. That's my offer. Hopefully they take me up on it because I'd love to see it. I can watch it from my couch in my living room. Cross awesome. his finger that uh, it happened. <laughs> It'd be awesome. Uh, next question. How did you fall in love with boxing? You know, I was playing football for my school high school i was playing football and uh there was a shop and they closed that shop around not not too far from my house and uh i was going back home and i see a boxing gym and they say free trial so i say uh why not let's try boxing i never tried boxing i never i never tried any combat sport so i went there and i spent the day there 
I was actually, I started in kickboxing. Okay. So, but there was no competition. There was no nothing. But I was still playing football at the same time. Finish my football practice. Go to the boxing gym. Train, train. And they asked me, Pat, uh, you want to sport in boxing? I said, yeah, for sure I sport. And um, they were trying to knock me out. You know, back in the day, they don't, they don't care, you know. But uh, defensively, I was pretty good to survive you know that's a we all have that we all have that automatic mode like survive you know yeah. so i was good and i was punching back and uh i said let's if we win the championship in football i will start boxing and uh we win so start boxing and never quit that's a fun story actually show up and get your ass whooped and come back the next day <laughs> That's how it should be, though. A lot, a lot of the guys no. they show up and they get beat up and they never come back. There's a thing written into human DNA. It's called fight or flight. Exactly. And you didn't run. You, you ran towards the punches. So that that's good. Um, next question: What age did you start boxing? I started boxing late. I was uh, late seventeen when I started boxing. Wow. So I never, never compete as a junior. I always compete as an open class. As they say, pe- people say it's when boxers try at this age late. It's not really late. It's uh, how many punch you took before make yeah. it late. So seventeen, yeah. The the late thing to me is funny because um, as human beings, everybody can fight. That's the fun yeah. thing about combat sports, is everybody can do it. It just ma- it just all the all that matters is how much work you decide to put in. Yep, yep. Uh, and then how strong you are mentally. So I agree. Everybody can fight, which is fun. Not everybody can play baseball. No, not every, true. Not everybody can play football. Not everybody can play basketball. But everybody can fight. So it it just matters how how hard you're willing to work and and what your mental focus is yep 100 percent um what are your future plans in boxing uh you know i never i never answered to um that question because uh i don't love to say yes i want to be and i will be world champion i don't know if i will be i just know that today i'm doing good and i We'll keep working hard for tomorrow. And the day I, I'm on this level, that day I will say, like, yeah, I won't be and I will be or I'm already or, you know. But that's the moment I follow the process. I trust my team. I trust my workout. I trust my ethic. So today I'm at the level I'm, I am. I don't consider myself at the level of Canelo and uh, all those big stars, but I'm getting there. Uh, next question. What is your biggest strength in boxing? Mentally, I'm strong, 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 strong. There's no way for me to stop that. You have to knock me out in the ring. Yeah. I fought a lot of fight with a broken hand and I didn't care. I just want to win and, uh, keep moving forward. So I think, uh, mentally I'm really, really strong. Something weird that happens when you get into the ring, too, where adrenaline takes over and you don't feel anything. You don't feel nothing until the next day. <laughs> <laughs> the next day sucks. 
<laughs> um, this is kind of a fun question because I didn't know that this happened. Um, why did you refuse to fight Butler the second time? Um, second time, actually, okay. So the first time, the when after my fight with Albert on Olunlo's, Olunlo's, uh the WBO and WBA mandate that fight. Mm-hmm. So the fight for me to keep my belt, I had to fight. So what happened is that we accept the fight. Okay. We say yes, we want the fight. I don't care. Let's fight. They they refuse the fight. We give uh, the WBA WBO give them an extension of 120 day to accept the fight. No answer. So they didn't accept the fight. After this, there was nothing for a long time until during the COVID. Uh, they talked about. Um, Canadian local fight, yeah. and I call him out. I said, I want the fight. And they didn't accept the fight. So what they said, they said, uh, we got uh, this fight with uh, a Mexican guy. Uh, I cannot remember his name. And they said, we want that fight. We got the obligation to fight him and everything. But they were talking about fighting Francis Lapreniere and asking people, would they love that fight? I would love to fight. So that's what happened. And the second time is the fact that I had my fight with Patrick with this key, uh, the, the eliminator, I will not accept any fight. Okay. Except that one. But uh, after the fight was postponed and postponed, we have Jank Trotters. So we accept a fight with Jank Trotters. We fought Jank Trotters. But the thing is that we were not supposed to fight anybody until that fight was uh, made because we want to secure the fight, you know? You don't want just to go there and fight anybody and uh, accidental or injury happen or something happens so you cannot fight for the eliminator. Yeah. So this goes hand in hand with another question that came through on Instagram. Will you fight yeah. Stephen Butler? Uh, you know, if uh, everything is okay, we fight. And for today, I feel like uh, we are supposed to be like this. And now my I'm, I'm turning a little bit. I got different plans. And when I was supposed to fight him, when I asked for the fight, when I want to fight him, I think that was the perfect fight, mm-hmm. perfect time to fight. And today, my vision is somewhere else. So maybe in the future something happened uh, and then make the fight happen. We never know. But for today, my vision is uh, Triple G. But first, I had to pass Patrick Wintiski. Well, to be fair to Steven, he has not had a uh, a great run of things over his last two fights. He's uh, he's lost two in a row. Um, you guys are definitely on different paths right now where, where Steven probably needs a couple warm-up fights, and I call them warm-up fights, yeah. I mean easier fights, um, just to get back in the swing of things and get his mojo back again. Fighting you right now is not a great idea for him, and uh, if he thinks it is, he needs to go and talk to his team. Because it, yeah. it wouldn't go well. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a good time because um, you know the fight, the loss versus uh, Murata was a big one, and then uh, the last one was even bigger, even uh, harder on the body, the brain, and the. So I don't think now you need to you know just sit back, recover, come back with different fight, easier fight, and we're not calling those fights are not. They're not bad fight they're like you need that's the rule that's how we're supposed to do come back and with easier fight and grow and grow and win because before taking a big fight if you're not able to pass those easier fight 
Mm-hmm. I don't know how you're going to pass those big fights, and it's more dangerous for yourself. You know who would be a good fight for Stephen Butler right now would be Dario Berdician because Dario does not like Stephen. <laughs> if you don't, <laughs> they don't, they don't like each other. So I think that they should just get into a fist fight and figure it out. But I, I think that fight is too risky. <laughs> damn right it is. I think Dario beat the crap out of him. But <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, best of, no disrespect to Stephen Butler. He's a nice guy, oh. and, and uh, I hope that he can find a fight that's favorable for him to get to get back in the swing of things because he is a good boxer. I think he, I think he will. I think I know Camille doing a lot of uh, work with him and believe in him. So they should uh, probably find something, uh, an option, a good option for him. Uh, next question: Who is your favorite boxer? Favorite boxer of all time is Ronald Winky Wright. Nice, Ronald Winky Wright. People, some people know him, some people don't know him. Is a tough one. He did try, um, what is his name, Tito, um, Felix Unidas, I mean, uh, destroyed Ortiz, got a big fight with Hopkins. He probably lost, he did lost, but the fight with German Taylor was amazing. A tall guy, and people don't give him credit that he deserved for me. <laughs> you know who's a really fun guy to watch? He's an old school boxer, too, is Vinny Paz. Vinny Paz, yes, I yo. I've had a the tough uh, one. Tough dude, man. I've had the the honor of having him on the show, and actually, oh. uh, actually got to meet him in person at uh, KO Boxing wow. and, and do a live show with him, which was really fun. But if you go back and you watch his, some of his fights, man, that guy can go, and he's super technical and tough. His cardio was amazing. Really? You know, when you're talking about second cardio, he got like ten life. Yeah, it's crazy. He he, the guy was a hard to put down. He took a beating, and he he just kept coming back, and he'd whoop your ass. So, if you if you get a chance, <laughs> anybody gets a chance to sit down, just type in Vinny Paz on YouTube, and you get a laundry list of fantastic fights to watch. Yep. Um, next question. Uh, this one we kind of went over, but when is your next fight, and where, and does he know who his next opponent is going to be, which we already know? Yeah. We, we know it's Patrick Buziski, like we said uh, before, uh, where we're wishing to be able to bring the fight in uh, Canada, Quebec, or wherever, but in Canada. And uh, if we're able to, we will. But uh, if it's not, it's uh, Germany, the condition and everything is okay. Um, uh, who would be your dream fight? Me or anybody. So if you could fight anybody and it was your dream, who would it be? Okay. I have a, I, I probably have somebody. And um, I can say Floyd. Okay. Because there's two ways. Either you get beat up, humiliate, or you do something good. Yeah. But, you know, just to try to some. Like when you're watching him fight on TV, say, I would have tried that. I just want to make sure that he actually works or not. I just yeah. want to see if uh, how good he is, but trying to knock him out, but want to see how good he is. <laughs> yeah, try to get through that defense and see what happens. Yep, yep. I'm sure there's a trick because uh, Vinny Paz fought uh, Mayweather, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, he did win. So, no, he lost or he win? He lost. He lost, but he did a good, great fight. He yeah. passed that defense for a period. 
So I want to see like how it is, how bad it is, how good it is with a tall guy. <laughs> yeah, it'd be kind of fun. <laughs> um, next question comes from actually Cynthia's daughter, the uh, the ring announcer extraordinaire. Um, yes. Do you like the UFC? And if yes, who is your favorite fighter? I love the UFC. Um, you know, I really love uh, Adesanya. Yeah. Even if he lost his last fight, I love him. And uh, for the girl, it's uh, Nunes. She's a monster. She's a monster. I love UFC. It's a different sport. I will never do UFC in my life. There's no way I'm jumping in the octagon. It's too much, too much violence for me. But uh, I love Adesanya today, yeah. My all-time favorite UFC fighter is Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell. <laughs> yeah, I like Chuck Liddell. He was awesome back in the day. Um, current UFC fighter, I probably have to go with Stipe Miocic, the heavyweight champion. Okay. Because uh, he's got a really cool story. He's a full-time firefighter. He is. Yeah, never never stops firefighting, but still the the greatest heavyweight of all time. That's crazy. That's amazing. That's uh, crazy at this level. He's still doing his work and everything. Yeah. And for, for the females, I'm probably like, I don't know. I like uh, Shevchenko. Okay. And I like Joanna uh, and Jacek a lot. Yeah. She's really good. Yeah. It's terrifying. <laughs> and, and, uh, the, when she does the weigh-in, she's just she's so intense and she wants to kill people. I think it's awesome. You don't see that from the ladies so much. Especially, at we the, don't. They're more, 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 more humble. Little more bit. humble, most of them. More relaxed. I don't know. But when they get in the ring, it's different. It's like they almost take it personally. Yes, they do. <laughs> I really prefer to watch like uh, a female UFC fight. Yeah, they go because they're really, they're really trying to knock. They don't like each other. It's fun. It's I like that. Uh, and then we have one more. Well, I have to check another platform before we move on. But uh, one more from this thread is from Cynthia. Um, who wins, Arthur Betabiev or Canelo, and how? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, I, I have tendency to say Betabiev is a bigger guy. Yeah. And I'm not sure that he will definitely try to hurt Canelo, that's for sure. Canelo technically is strong, but Britta Biev just walk you down. I'm not sure Canelo be able to walk uh, Britta Biev down. So I, for this one, I go with Britta Biev. Go better Biev, huh? Yeah, yeah, he's just going to walk you down, taking punch like he did with uh, Bosnick and uh, don't care. <laughs> the, the thing with Canelo is that he can fight off his heels, though. But can, can he manage, manage that? power because with the first fight with Golovkin he was pretty like that's he was true. moving a lot yeah that's true but that's a different power and a bigger guy In interesting fight I'd like to see it I would love to see that if I had a free two thousand dollars I'd bet on better BF I think I bet on him too I do you think pretty BF knock him out Hey, we've seen Canelo's tin chested tested multiple times. Uh, triple yes. G. Um, I believe Kovalev connected with him. 
So do I think Better BF can knock him out? I wouldn't bet on it. Um, I think anybody can knock anybody out. It's just you got to place the punch in the right spot. True. True. But I know Better BF never did the 12th round. That's true. <laughs> never so. That'd be, that'd be really interesting to watch. <laughs> It'd be an interesting fight. Um, oh, this is a fun one because this is half in French, but I think I can decipher it. Uh, where did the name Vicious come from and who gave it to you? Uh, the name Vicious came from Manny Montreal. Manny Montreal write a post and say the Vicious. Well, so the name stay. The name stay from, uh, I don't know which fight. Uh, I think probably my third fight gave me that name, but he's the one who gave me that name, and that name stick, and uh, people now call me Vicious. So maybe you can help me do something fun then right now for Manny Montreal. Um, every year we, uh, we take all the guests and we tally them up at a, at award season and we, uh, we name who the guest of the year is going to be. And this year, the guest of the, the final shot podcast guest of the year is Manny Montreal. So congratulations, Manny, send me your address and I'll send you your little, your little trophy. So that's fun. <laughs> Maybe you'll win this year. Who knows? Um, Next question. Who does he want to fight in Canada? And then a separate question on top of that. This is from Lee Baxter Management, actually. Oh, yeah? This is from the <laughs> promoter. Uh, who does he want to fight in Canada? And then uh, if it was if it was on a world stage, who would you want to fight in the world? Who I want to fight in Canada. Darla I Grace. would love... In the back in the day, I will say Stephen Butler, but take chance with um, today. I really don't know. I don't think. Uh, I think I fought a lot, a lot in Canada, a lot of Canadian boxer. But wow, I really don't know now. Anybody, probably anybody in Canada, in the world, uh, let's bring Triple G. We just need to pass Patrick Wazinski, but that Triple G, that'd be good. That's uh well who's the other champion at that weight class? It's Canelo, isn't it? Canelo, there's Canelo, there's Andrade. Yeah. Andrade That'd be a good Andrade might be like really interesting too, because uh I don't really know about him. I don't really know too much about but he moved up to one sixty eight if I don't get it wrong too. It's true. I think he did. In Canada, oh. I wanna say you Dario Berdisian. Want to see Dario? Yeah, I want to see you beat the shit out of him for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> That'd be a good fight. That'd be really a good fight. Oh, and yeah. uh, I think I think for sure you agree. I don't know. He, he never backed down for no fight. That's a big fight. He will say yes. And uh, for sure I will say yes because we got the same mentality for that. Yeah. So that'd be interesting. Yeah. All joking aside, Southpaw, orthodox, and everything. Yeah, all joking aside, I th- I just think it's a really good fight. Uh, I'd like to see it happen. It I'm, will be, yeah, yeah. It'd, it'd be a fun fight. Win, lose, or draw for any one of the any one of you two. It'd, be, it'd just be fun to watch. Um, exactly. Maybe you should fight Shaquille Finn. Shaquille Finn's my good friend. I can't fight. <laughs> I love him. I can't. <laughs> we can't fight. We can't fight. <laughs> Uh, it'd be it'd be fun to watch though, wouldn't it? It'd be fun to watch. Yeah. That'd be a good fight. It's two different styles, you know, the top guy and um more boxer, more boxing style. It'd be an interesting fight. So 
Maybe. It'd be a clash. I think so. So if you're not cutting weight then that much, then going to 168 would never be an option for you. The only option would be to go down? Yeah. Okay. So what's the next weight class down then? 154. Oh, it's not even far. Super. It's not too. It's not too far. We just um, don't know how my body will react the next day of the weigh in. Because uh, making the weight is something. It's nasty. Is the worst part is now. It's the next day how your body will uh, react to perform. Because if you remember, like the fight that Canelo fight Chavez Jr. and yeah. he made that dramatic weight cut. He was. He made it because uh, if you pay one million every pound, you make the weight. Exactly. But the next day, he was not able to fight. That's true. You know, I'm just another gentleman popped into my head, and it's actually Dario's brother, Bruno. Bruno, yeah, I didn't see Bruno fight for a long time. Bruno's been out for a while, uh, but he's at welterweight, so that's that's fairly... He's welterweight? Yeah, that's far down the line. Oh, I thought he was a little bit bigger. I think he could move up to 54. I think that'd be probably a good a good weight class for him, but if you if you were ever going to go down, he'd be a good guy to go with because he's tough. He's tough? How many fights does he have now? Bruno is undefeated at 11-0. and 0. Okay, okay, but his last fight was uh, in a gym? Group gym, Yvonne Michel? Yeah, you made unanimous decision win. Okay, so that means a long time, probably 2018. Yep. Okay, that'd be a long time, yeah. He's been out for a while. But, hey, I know Bruno. Bruno's tough, and he, he just goes forward and yeah. throws bombs. <laughs> be Fighting a- easy. Between him his, and his brother, they, they both have a so different style. Yeah, very different. So different style. Very different. One's very slick, and the other one's just a a bully. Yeah, <laughs> Bruno just goes forward. Uh, I'm going through your box rack here, and it's it's an interesting read, actually. Um, your first fight was against a gentleman that was one eleven and two. Yeah, Michel Salah. It took me a year, you know, to have one fight. Really? To have my first fight, it took a year because uh, it was really hard for me to have an opening during uh, my first year, actually. So then you a couple fights later you fought for an NABA Canadian middleweight title. Yeah. You you weren't very far along in the career at that point either. That's a that's a jump up in competition for sure. Um and then you've almost been in all title fights since then with the with the odd couple in between that are that haven't been. Jenks Trotter wasn't, obviously, and then there was a couple other ones that weren't, but uh you've had a lot of title fights. Yeah. Yeah, and, you and I was wishing to yeah. fight more, but, the, you know, life. That happens, especially right. It's tough right now to get anything going. Like I, I was yep, talking, yep, 100%. I was talking to Ryan Rizicki on a couple podcasts ago, and I was like, hey, you're one of the lucky ones that's able to get a fight right now because there's a lot of guys like yourself and uh, Adam Braidwood, Ryan Ford, all the a lot of Canadian guys can't get anything going right now, and it's it's super unfortunate because sometimes time, like when we've been going through something like this for a year, time will pass some of these guys by. Yep, yep. And, you know, guys on the prime now. I don't know what was going to happen, but the prime 
it's not for a long time. It's a yeah. short time. So with the situation like that, then, uh, you know, been training, training and nothing happening, you might losing like that, that, okay, let, let's train, but okay, let's, I'm not training today or tomorrow I train. And now uh, get on a path that the day they will call you, yep, you will be not, you will not be in shape. Well, some some people their their the COVID hits and then they're like, okay, well, I'm going to take a break for a little while, and then the couch gets really comfortable. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Trying to pick yourself up at eight o'clock at night when normally you'd be sitting down to watch the fucking Simpsons or whatever, and you want to go down and train or hit a bag or or hit the road and do some road work, it gets harder and harder and harder and harder. So. There's some of these guys that are that are 38, 36, 35, where I think the heavyweights can last a little longer than the lighter weights. But yeah. for guys that were so. just hitting their prime in 2019, 2020, you might see them come out on the other side of this not as good as they were a year ago. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's a... Uh... You just need to stay and uh, train. Keep training. If you have no fight, just train, maintain, maintain as good you can do. Just maintain, because uh, once you stop, I don't think you can. You be able to come back like you used to. Yeah, if skills diminish when you don't use them, so yep. It just as long as you guys can just keep getting the work in, get a pad holder, go to the park do whatever you need to do to, to get the work in. It's uh, it, it, that's the fun thing with combat sports is you can do this stuff anywhere. Yeah, exactly. You can, you can do it in a basketball, uh, at a basketball court. You can hang a bag from the hoop or you could teach your girlfriend to hold pads or anything like that. Yep. It, it could be. That was a, I was doing during the winter. I was outside in a, basketball court you know i remember there was only a few spots with no snow and uh i was doing like my shadow boxing chin up everything like yeah. in the cold it was nasty it was nasty but uh i said man i don't care if it's a 45 minute training or less yeah. i'm just taking no break because more break colder you are yeah no break and just finish with the workout every day every day I've got a few videos up on my Instagram of myself training. And at the time I didn't own my own house and I didn't have a basement that I could do work in. So I was literally doing work in the middle of the winter, minus 40. I live in Saskatchewan, so it gets freaking cold. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> minus 40 outside in the carport hitting the bag. Dedication. Hey, <laughs> you go inside. You can't. Your your wrists are frozen to your gloves because it's minus forty, and you get sweating. It, it gets cold real quick. Can't feel my toes. But if you want to do it, you you gotta have willpower to get out there and do it. I'm thirty eight exactly. years old now, so I can't let it. I can't let my body go too far, or my wife will leave me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you shape. You're good. You look good. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, so. I really hope this fight happens for you, and I hope it happens sooner rather than later. Do you have a message you want to send to your French fan, fans in in French? I'll let you do that. Yes, perfect. Un gros merci à tout le monde pour tous vos encouragements. On va continuer à travailler fort. Et on espère que le combat arrive avec Patrick Pouncesky le plus vite possible. Et si on va croiser les droits pour que ça arrive au Québec, 
Donc, euh, on continue, on ne lâche pas et merci encore à tout le monde. What did you say? I said thank you. <laughs> it's, a, it's amazing how everything in French can be stretched out and it be one word in English. Thank you. Um, do you have any sponsors you want to give a shout out to today? Yeah, yeah. I want to say big thank you to my sponsor. Actually, I got a ball. I can't, I don't know if you can't see. Inflector, I'm the romance Inflector. So they give me a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of help with the, all my boxing. Jab Traiteur, they're feeding me good food. So I, they got to make sure, they're making sure I'm on weight and LT every time. XOB, so XOB, for anything, give me my suit. They my last suit for my fight. Uh, boxing equipment and everything. And I got police sleep, police sleep, mattress, sleep well, very comfortable. Love it. Uh, do you have a message you want to send to your opponent that's going to happen? Or you just want to... The fight's going to happen. We've got to make sure it's going to happen. I'm already ready. Just make sure you're ready because it's going to be a war. I don't know which type of vim we're going to use, a big one, a small one. I don't care. My it's going to be war. My backyard, it's going down. We'll figure it out. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll get you out of here. Hang on two minutes after we sign off, and I'll, I'll just chat with you off the air for a couple minutes. But uh, thank you very much for, for taking the show on short notice. Um, thank you to Cynthia for hooking it up. And uh, if people want to follow you, Instagram handles Patrice Volney on Instagram. And yes. it's obviously the same on Facebook. Do you have any other weird social media stuff that you use? No, I know people use Twitter. I'm a little bit late on that one because I don't have Twitters, but I do have Instagram and Facebook as the name of Patrice Volney. And uh, probably going to have a Twitter one day. I don't know when. I keep pushing that, but uh, yeah. Twitter's for Americans. Stay, yeah, Stay exactly. away from Twitter. <laughs> um, just to the people that listen to the show, the last bunch of shows we put out have gone over amazing. Thank you all very much for tuning in and listening. Make sure you hit that like button or the subscribe button on YouTube. Uh, leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever. You, even if it's bad, I don't give a shit. You want to talk shit about me? Go ahead. Say I'm a moron. Doesn't bu- don't ain't gonna bug me none. But it goes a long way with the people that help out this show and keep it going. So, guys, thank you all very much. That's the final shot.